For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. At least you've been rolling the whole time. Yeah, and I'm not complaining on the business side of stuff. It's great. And I'm glad that, you know, this conversation isn't because, you know, you have a podcast due to a restaurant or a bar um, or a hotel. Those industries are are heavily impacted, man. And and I feel for them. But construction, it honestly just kind of boosted up construction, if anything. It's we've been having our best years um, the previous year and then the year that we just wrapped up and we're going into another stellar year. It's crazy. The like best year is is an understatement. I feel like though, because you like the company looks totally different than yeah. it did when I. I don't know when did you start sharing stuff on social media. I started sharing stuff on social media. Uh, I started on Instagram first three years ago, and then YouTube yeah. two years. And there, it was a pretty small outfit three years yeah. ago. 100%. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah, I remember our our biggest purchases were we bought an eight ton. And a skid steer. And I remember buying those two things. And actually, that was dad's last purchase. And I remember him saying that. I remember him saying, like, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Now, now it's on you. And I remember that was huge for us. Like, I mean, because we were, well, the excavator was 130, the skid steer, well, skid steer, anyways, it was probably like, you know, 225, you know, investment. And now, you know, we're in January, I think we're getting around $1.2 million worth of iron. Yeah. And dump trucks. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Like the scale of everything, it's crazy. Um, but it's good because we're doing it. I'm growing with the demand, which is what I like. So he he gave you the business essentially? Not at all. No, 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 no. Um, basically how it happens was... Well, and, yeah, and I don't mean it like that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, this, yeah. this is exactly... How'd that, how'd, that go, how'd that go down? Yeah, and not enough people actually ask that. They just assume you know like oh well you just got given a business and that's how family businesses work um so how it actually works is you know i came in as a director three years ago and over the course of the last well four years actually four years um just buying actually shares of of our company Mm -hmm. um there's one company that holds our there's like three different branches to not go into superstructure, but different branches. So buying shares of the main hold co sure. um, over the time, like there is actually payment structures of, of the business. Like my dad isn't somebody who, you know, he says, you know, I just, I didn't do all this for nothing, you know? And, and he did it for family. Did I pay what the next guy was going to pay? No, definitely not. But 
there was monetary value there of seven figures that we had to, I had to pay. Like there's, there was not just a, here you go, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Like he, and, and I wanted that. I, I actually would not let that happen. I wouldn't let somebody just, just give you it because I want to see him enjoy his retirement. I want to see him enjoy his time away and, 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 you know, enjoy what he's built up. Well, there's, there's that piece of it allowing him to enjoy the the work he's put in in his life. And my dad's at the same place. And it's so much fun watching one of your parents just live it up. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't work for anybody anymore. I'm just living my life. And if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it kind of screws you over too. I've seen a lot of kids get businesses. And if you don't work for it and you don't earn it, then... You just, even if you're a hard worker, even if you have the best of intentions, you don't, well, you don't have this, uh, you just don't have this appreciation of what it takes to actually earn that position. And it can fail. You know, that's what a lot of people don't yeah. understand is I always laugh at because I said it once, I remember it was a, a TikTok maybe last year and somebody was commenting about it and I made a reply back because the hate gets pretty good engagement. And I was like, (laughs) you know how Donald Trump, you know, he was saying, you know, he goes, you know, I took a small loan from my dad of a million dollars or 10 million, whatever it was. But that, that is, that is true. You know, it, you have to know what you're doing to turn a million dollars into $10 million or 10 million into a hundred million. Like you, if I gave just somebody off the street that knows nothing about work ethic or business or growth or leadership or anything, and you give them money, um, they're just going to blow it and they can't turn it into nothing. Um, but whenever I say that, people think, oh, you got given a million dollars. And it's like, no, not at all. But what you're saying is, yeah, like you, I now have this beast that he started creating, my grandfather started creating, and now we're acquired it and I have to grow it and it has to work. You know, because there's no yeah. other option. This is my uh, retirement. I don't. I don't have an RSP or this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and 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 if the business is a little scary too, when you realize, holy shit, there is no one there to save me. Like yeah. I, if this thing, if this thing crashes, yeah, it just crashes, and then yep. it just goes away, and everybody else goes to a different job, and no one even remembers you just years later. You yeah. just become a footnote if you're even lucky in any kind of history book whatsoever. But that's and what wakes you up in the morning. It's pretty sobering. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I run off of. I love yeah. that. Like I'm a psychopath. Like I love the feeling that like, holy fuck, I could fuck this all up. <laughs> like if I do something wrong, if I make, if I purchase the wrong three hundred fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment, yeah. like I can screw this up. Like yeah. there's 52 years of my, of not even just the guys that are working for me now or, or me, but my family's legacy, my name, my last name. Like it's, but that's what keeps, that's what keeps you going. That's what gets me up in the morning. So by now it's your company, legally speaking, it's your outfit. Yeah. hundred percent. What's the, what's the desire to grow it so much? Because you guys have a pretty good thing going. You could make a yeah. shitload. Of, you could probably make more money where you're at right now than 10 times the revenue. Because you start yeah. going, you start cranking the revenue up and it just gets hungrier and hungrier. Takes money to make money. Yeah. Um, for sure. You're right. Um, yeah, man. I honestly ponder that question all the time. There's times in my head where 
we're on a job and something's going sideways and you have to remind guys three times about something and, and then this is going wrong and then you're late for this. And I just sit back and I'm in my truck going, why the fuck am I doing this? You know, mm -hmm. there, there are those times. And I think that that's totally fair in business when you're growing and running on chaos that like you do question yourself. You have to be asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? You know, I'm doing it for, for family and generational wealth. That's what I ultimately want to create, right? Is, is, and when I say wealth, I don't mean money. Um, money's a part of it. I mean, like, you know, love, happiness, health, and financials, like those four things. I want to create those four things in my life that then can be carried over for generations. Sure. Um, that's the purpose of the growth. And I'm a bit of a narcissist. I love seeing my last name plastered all over the city. There's nothing wrong. That, yeah. that's, that was one of my, core motivations to wanting to start a construction company was, and how I put it now is I wanted my name on heavy equipment. Yeah. That's it. And so, yeah. and which, which, and, and the reason I wanted that was because that means I could get in any machine with my name on it and no one could tell me what the fuck to do with it because yeah. it has my goddamn name on it. Yeah, man. And there should be more people actually like admitting that and saying that because it's true. Yeah. It's pretty. And, and that's why like I didn't start our company like, Wow, I think we have a we have a shot to go change the industry. So let's go do it. It's not about us. It's about the industry. No, no, no. It was a very selfish endeavor. I I didn't want to work where I was. I was like, screw this. I just want to go run around and look at dirt. There you go. Now it morphed into something a lot bigger than me. But there there's a lot of value in that. I don't know, self centered pursuit at the same time. Oh, hundred percent, and, and that—that's exactly what it is. It's like a sense of uh, fulfillment when I'm driving down the road, and you know, I'm with my fiance and, and my daughter. Not that she realizes now what anything is, but like seeing one of my trucks and saying to my fiance, "Like, oh, like uh, you know, there's truck four. and she's yeah. like, "Oh, wow, what's it doing all the way here?" Or like, "Oh, look at our shovel." That was the reason behind the big branding too. Was basically my self-centeredness. Like, we changed our branding on all our excavators and anything new that's coming now to just big white, like just white on the mm -hmm. boom. I love that. That's what gets me going in the morning. I love seeing like just white swinging. Love it. I think, I think it looks, it looks very, very slick. Well, it's I, ironic too, right? Cause the machines yeah. are all black now and yeah. it's our last name's white. I, the sure. two play very well together. But the, if you think about all the big notable contractors, they always have those like a Kiwit, for example, you know, that black and yellow. I mean, you know, when they're pickup trucks driving down the highway, you know, that's Peter Kiewit. Yeah. And there's a lot of value in that. And especially just from like a hiring standpoint, having a defined brand that you show up at work, your equipment's looking good. You're, you're, you have your apparel, you feel good to put on your, your vest, your sweatshirt every morning. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm working for someone, someone somewhere that that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of value there. That's a hundred percent. The reasoning behind a lot of our, our new, uh, branding as well right is is how do we attract people in a time where um it's hard to get people to work for you you know it's hard to find good help um that's a huge thing right now and having cool i said this at con, con expo or agm whoever it was they did a write-up on us and our company about you know branding and stuff and i thought that it sounded stupid when i said it but it's the total truth um having cooler shit attracts people easy you know and then acting on being a good place to work and, and and having everything that goes along with that. But to first draw people in, it's like a TV show. It's got to be cool for the first six seconds or else I'm turning it off. 
Yeah. Same thing with people. They want to come run cool equipment. They want to come run cool shit. And I don't blame them. I would too. Well, and, um, you know, contractors, you have to figure out how to differentiate yourself and yeah. saying, 100%. oh, we just, we do jobs with better quality and safer and we have integrity. Like, it, okay, you're, everybody else is saying that. Yeah. So great. You have equipment, you do big jobs. So does the other 10 companies right down the street saying the yeah. exact same thing as you. Why should I go to work for you? What yeah. is different there? Exactly. What separates you? And that's huge. I have guys that ask me because we just we ordered a 315 cat. Oh, um, nice. And we just sent it uh, to, to get painted up all black. And I was sitting with someone that we do a lot of work for. And he goes, so you're sending it to get painted black? Like, you're really sticking to that, eh? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I love when you question that. I said, I love that you're questioning that because that tells me that I'm doing the right thing because you're thinking about it. It separates us. And it's, it's, it's a really important actually, because like you said, there's so many people that can do what you can do and they're all saying the exact same thing. I, it's, it's funny too, the, the whole branding thing. When I got my first job in construction, it was with Pearson Construction Corporation. And I just got this, this shitty little vest that they probably had in some closet somewhere. Like, here you go, kid. Here's a, here's a vest. So you're compliant from PPE standpoint. <laughs> and the other guys I was working with, they had vests that were nicer and they had Pearson on the back. And I was like, God damn, I want one of those because it's just this little thing that makes such a big difference. And I finally yeah. got myself a Pearson shirt and I was just, I was over the moon about the damn thing because it makes you feel part of the team. You're part of the, you're part of the, the, the tribe. It's yeah. so, um, it's so fundamental to human nature. You just, you want to belong, you want to be part of, and you want to earn it. You want to earn it. So maybe you don't get a day one, but you get it day 90 and you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is freaking cool. And a lot of these companies don't understand that. They don't think it matters. It's just, yeah. just give anybody any kind of vest. It doesn't matter. We're all just here to work. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit what my vest looks like, but that's not, that's just not where the world's going. No, you're right. And, and a lot of people talk about my biggest thing is a lot of people talk about being a family, but they're not a family. You know, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is a lot of people talk about exactly what you're saying is, you know, um, you know, we want everyone to feel, you know, like they should be a part of this and together and a, a team and a family. And a lot of people talk about that, especially on social media, like large companies, small companies, it doesn't matter. But then I'll have those people, even just from the, the city that I live in, the, the workers will come and they'll have an interview with us. And I'm like, oh, so did you meet so-and-so who's the CEO or president? No, I was there six months. I never met him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a company of a hundred people. Yeah. It's like, Wow. Okay. So in six months, you know, a president or CEO couldn't have made it out. And that's what the, the sense of feeling like acknowledged and appreciated. Guys want, guys and girls want to feel appreciated and acknowledged. Like you have to do that stuff. You have to make them feel important and because they are important because without them, you're nothing. Yeah. Well, and uh, to give those, and I've seen a lot of these executives, they just get holed up in their, in their offices because they're they're taking care of all the shit that no one understands goes on behind the scenes to make yeah. these. And you get into these big civil projects and the amount of bullshit you have to deal with and the but stuff that's you have great. to do. And that's fine. But you know what? That's, I think that's bullshit. Cut out an hour. Cut you know, out, an, cut yeah, out yeah. an hour in the morning and do it. I get that they're doing yeah. that stuff. I have guys that are doing that, Aaron, and I get that. But cut out a fucking hour and go see, or half an hour in the morning and go see the guys. Come to the site before, instead of having your espresso at 5 a.m., and then maybe going to the gym, 
maybe just work out later that day, go to the, go to the shop, go to, Hey, walk in, show up with, tell your assistant to get coffee and donuts or something and show up and talk to them, shake the hands once a week, uh, once a month. It's important, man. I'm telling you. And that's what we're going to be able to do. That's my vision with Kimmy Construction is getting into the size of these large companies um, and, and still maintaining that feel of, Oh shit, that's the owner. And he's here at 6am this morning. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's, those are the guys that do well, like a guy that comes to mind. It, 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 what I was trying to get at is it's really easy to just let it get out of hand. And these guys, it's yeah. a super slippery slope. And yeah. you go, you know, you go from, from, you know, where you're at, you know, how many guys do you have right now? Uh, we're at 18. That's, pretty, that's yeah. pretty good since the last time I talked to you. Shit. Yeah. I think we were at six when you talked to me. Last yeah. Time. Yeah. But you go from, but, but you even see now that complexity from six to 18, oh, it's, yeah. it's not linear. There's, no. there, there's a lot, a lot more there. Oh yeah. And so you take 18 to 36 to 72 to 144 to 288. It just gets so, so complex. But these guys, and it's not even, they don't even have to go to the job site every morning. Even once in six months That's is sometimes I mean, yeah. enough. And yeah. just shaking the guy's hand who's in a scraper and saying, hey, you know, how the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. I just, what, what the hell's going on here today? I really, really appreciate it. Because you we've see, all been there. We've all yeah. felt that. We've all felt that. I, when I worked for other construction companies, when I was 14, 15 years old, you'd see the boss's truck pull up and you'd get that feeling like, Holy shit, dude, the boss is gonna see me fucking yeah. working right now. Yeah. And then he'd look at you and go, Good job, young lad. <laughs> and you just get that feeling, right? You go, Holy uh, fuck, like he saw me. Like that, it's a, it, they appreciate that, you know? Yeah. I just um I read the story. We're gonna talk about it in today's podcast, actually. It was a so it's this book, it's called Foreman Drivers or Leaders, and it was written in the 30s. And right. it was this whole story about this guy. He was working in this logging camp and there was this guy that was the biggest asshole in the world. And he finally became boss and was going to fire this guy. But the other guys pulled him aside and said, listen, we know that guy is the biggest asshole in the, like, in the absolute world. But let me tell you, that guy, since he's been here, there's not been a single accident here in 10 years when this was one of the most dangerous places in the entire West Coast logging industry. Wow. And he walked up to him and he said, hey, honestly, I was going to fire you, but these guys, they said all of these nice things about you and uh, I appreciate it. The guy started crying. And, and from that point on, it was like everything had completely changed because he had never, ever, ever, he was an immigrant, an Italian immigrant, had never been appreciated for the hard work he put in that was remarkable and very valuable, but no one took the time to say, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And it's, it's just as something as simple as saying, I really appreciate what you do from someone who is coming from authority. That makes the whole difference. That's it. Yeah. Leadership is, I mean, leadership is one of those things where it's so important to know, um, like your role and what you're doing but being able to actually be a leader and, and, and understanding stuff like what you just said, like sharing that story, like knowing that, like, yeah, it actually means a lot for the guys that are working, you know, below me that I acknowledge them that, that this way and, and making it feel like it isn't like that, like below me, you know, like you guys are down here and I'm up here. Like yeah. that's not a leader. That's a boss, you know, yeah. leaders lead and bosses direct. Um, 
so yeah, no, that, 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 that is interesting because yeah, you need to, yeah. And, and taking lots. And I saw on you too, you had, um, Jocko on and, uh, and that was super interesting or you were, it was a clip of him or something. Yeah. And he was talking about leadership and how like never stop like learning how to, or, or investing in education about like leadership and, and, and bettering yourself as a leader. And uh, I think that that's hundred percent true. That's important. Well, I think that's what a lot of the industry's been missing mm-hmm. is that education on how to actually lead people. Okay, cool. You're promoted to foreman because you're good at laying pipe. That has no bearing on uh, how you can lead effectively and how you can inspire people. And and it it, it, it it's it's just like a the big missing piece from the industry, which is why we created the whole build a leaders concept, which is what we're way elaborating on as we speak. Because it's just been a it's just been a missing piece of the industry. Yeah, and do you see the demand for that? Like, are are people like you know like this is something that you know large corporates like who are you targeting with that? Like large corporations that want to invest in their foremans and supers to take these to take so, this course. So the demand, it's kind of a it's kind of a squishy thing. Leadership. So if I say I'm going to train someone how to effectively run a piece of equipment so they can make you more money faster or safety. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Demands there, we'll pay yeah. for it all day long. Yeah. And then if I can in the you know sneak in the back door leadership and financial literacy and mental health and stuff they're not necessarily going to pay for up front that's going to get them on the hook, but these people need that's the way we do it. So we came in the front door like, "Hey, leadership, you need it." And they're like, "Yeah, but what we really need is I just hired some dude from Burger King and I need him to figure out how to lay pipe. Can you help me figure that out?" Yeah. And so that's what we're now focused on, and then we can work leadership in from there. Yeah, that's smart. You're, and you're you're right because when whenever you would say that to a company, they're like, "Well, that doesn't make me more money teaching somebody leadership." No, like that's no. you know, it sounds kind of goofy. Like, what's that? You yeah. know, and an industry that that does sound like that. You know, it's not like we're some big open concept tech companies or whatever, where it's like, "No, that's very important." That's no, not important. Like you, if you were to spend ten thousand dollars on making your people better leaders, that's probably the best ten thousand dollars you could spend. Although yeah. you're looking at it from, well, shit, I could go get this new attachment, this new plow for for one of my machines that's going to make me fifty thousand dollars this this season, or I could spend, and and, it's, and then it's going to be on my balance sheet, or I could spend this ten. Ah, I'm just going to buy the plow. Yeah, and because. It's it's a physical asset. I can see it. It's going to make me money. It's going to create production. That's the world I live in. It's just I understand how the industry's slipped into this. Yeah, investing in people. That's a terrible. That's a terrible place to put our money. Let's just keep buying bulldozers because yeah. those things make us money. And, and that's their downfall, right? I mean, like, yeah, that's just people that that they don't understand it. They're not getting it, and because construction is changing, you know. Like I always say, I've had some of the most roughest, toughest fucking blue collar dudes sit in my passenger seat in my truck and cry, you know, and, 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 and be so emotional and, and open with me. And it makes me realize like, you know what, everybody just, everybody does want to be appreciated and learn new stuff. And you mentioned mental health and that's a huge one as well too. Um, it, in the, in this industry, it's still so very much outdated. And I know that that's a lot of what you're doing. Your work is like, you know, making it a better place. Um, so that, that's important that you're doing that because, yeah, like even these these guys who, you know, are chain smoking cigarettes and living off gas station coffees, 
um, they have feelings too, and they want to talk about mental health. And normally those are the guys who do have the most amount of issues, the blue collar guys, you know, like nobody talks about it because what strong dude on the job site wants to go, yeah, I'm a little fucking depressed. <laughs> and the guys would be like, what dude? Like you sound like a fucking fuck off. Yeah. yeah like, get away up. from me, weirdo. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's normal now. It's not normal now. It should become more of a normal conversation, you know, at mm-hmm. least have it set up in your business so, so that they do feel okay coming to someone uh, that is adequate to talk about that stuff to them about their issues. How, um, you've, you've gone from six to 18. How have you done that when the labor market's so, so tight? Uh, social media. So it works. <laughs> no, it's fucking waste of time, dude. I just <laughs> do it because I like just, you know, wasting fucking time. Uh huh. No, it's, uh, yeah, just single-handedly the only reason. Maybe, dude, I have a stack of resumes for every position. If everybody quit tomorrow, that would be the most detrimental day like of my life. But I have enough resumes to we would we can fill those positions. Um, not meaning that these people out right now working are replaceable like yeah. that. But I mean, yeah. like the demand the the demand for people wanting to come work at Kenway Construction is ridiculous, and that's why Equipment Guide. Um, they're out of BC. They just did a write-up on us last week. And we had a conversation, a call. And he was asking me about that. like Because he, he saw an article where I was talking about how we don't have a problem hiring people. And uh, he was talking about, you know, how, what, what is it with social media? Like, what is it? And I'm like, I show exactly what it's like to work here. And I don't sugarcoat it. I don't script it. I don't. It's authentic. And I cater to the demographic of people that I want to hire. I make mm-hmm. content for 18 to 35 year old males. You know, I get the odd female, um, but mainly it's 18 to 35 year old males. And that's who I'm getting a uh, resume sent from. Social media is crazy, dude. Like showing what your company's like and making a cool place to work is like the formula on how to do it. And then just keep showing that. I, I, I think you saying you cater to the audience you're trying to hire from too is is absolutely key. Because I think too many people, they get wrapped up in trying to make it something for everybody. Yeah. And and then Corporate. it just becomes, it becomes something for, you know, nothing for nobody. It, it just becomes worthless at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So like I in, laugh at these videos, the, the, you know, guys around, even just in the city of Ottawa, you know, in the Ottawa, Ottawa area that are now like, oh, we should get on this uh, Instagram machine because there's people on there. And, you know, three years ago, I was where these people are. Every night when, when these, these people that I would need to hire in order for my company to grow, where are they at night? They're scrolling on TikTok, dude. Yeah. They're scrolling on Instagram. They're on YouTube. Um, they're not going on Indeed anymore to look for jobs. Some are. Majority is not. Um, I want to be in front of them. I want them to think that they should work at Kenway Construction before I want them to think that that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want, I want to be plan B with them before they're even as a plan A. Um, social media is huge, man. You ha- have to be on it. You have to be doing it. Yeah, I, we're in a different industry. So sometimes that is like, oh, you're not a contractor. So it doesn't really apply. It's kind of the same principle. I mean, we just, we had one position that had over 100 applications and we didn't advertise for it. We just opened it up, 100 applications for a single position, just because of consistent social media presence. That's it. Yep. That's it. Like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't pay to promote it. We didn't, we didn't even say the position was open. Yeah. It, the shit works. Yeah, How, 
We, we were asked a lot of times though, okay, I'm a contractor. How the hell do I do it? So how the hell do you do it? See, my approach was always, I love being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me yeah. in the sense of like, if it was somebody who was like, okay, are you, are you comfortable on camera? Are you comfortable talking? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't really understand Instagram or social media. I still barely understand the stuff. I've learned my, taught myself how to edit and that's about it. But I learned a few skills and learned how to do them well, as far as putting myself on camera, making a video of a project that we're doing. And over time, posting that on Instagram, making a story of myself and showing what a project that we're doing and, and finding then what got really good engagement and what worked or like posting a video and then getting like back in the day, one or two messages from somebody being like, Hey, it seems interesting to work for you, man. That's really cool. And then going, okay, so what was it with that video that I just made or this style content that made this person go, fuck, this is a cool place to work. Yeah. Um, and, and like what you're saying, it's like, I don't, I don't even advertise for jobs anymore. You know, I'm not advertising for jobs um, because like yourself, you've created this brand of BuildWit and people know you, they know your face, they know your type of humor. You're a very formal company, but you don't act super formal. Like, it's not like you're willy nilly going out there saying, you know, fuck everybody um, and you're crazy, but you're doing it. You're smart the way you're doing it, right? Um, you're doing it in a way that it's getting your name out there, but you're not super formal, super corporate. You make jokes, you're cracking stuff, you're humorous. It's, you seem like a fun guy. So when people think build, but they think, oh, Aaron, he's a fun, I want to work there. That'd be fun. It looks like a fun place to work. That's show what your company is like. Go on social media, start putting out content, show what you're doing, be a normal human being, and the people will come, you know? I think with you, the one of the big factors too is you just you you spent all a shitload of time on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, over the past three years, oh man, if you add sitting up here editing, oh, how much this time you spent on it? <laughs> yeah. Now and I so, have a videographer, which is mint. But oh, do you really? I just hired. Yeah, I hired a guy. Yeah. So if you watch some of our new YouTube videos, um, they uh, you'll see that I yeah, and I bought a, a new Sony camera. Like I just wow. I kind of updated that side of it because. I can't, like you were saying, right? Now we got, we went from six to 18. Um, I couldn't handle all that myself. Uh, Not having to film is one big thing off me now that I can focus on the madness of what's going on at the second. And I know that it's being captured. Mm -hmm. So that was huge. And, and, and that would be like, if you're a, a decent sized construction company, every time I, I don't think anyone's listened to me because why the fuck listen to me, but it's just hire a kid that just runs around your job sites with a camera. I mean, train him up on safety so he knows what the hell's going on. And there's a lot of these kids that have been on job sites working in the industry that want to do what we do, that yep. want to that that take pictures on the side or do video on the side. It's like that's that's sick. I want to do that instead of this. And just let them do what they do. And you don't even need to understand. If you're the business owner, I don't understand social media. But that's a I don't understand accounting, but I just can't tell the the internal revenue service Ah, sorry guys, I, I I want this business. We're making a bunch of money. I don't understand accounting though, so I'm just not going to do it because yeah. I, I just I don't want to do it. That's that's just it just doesn't work. Yeah. And so just saying ah, I don't get it. No, 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 no. That's fine if you don't get it, but your business needs to get it. And yeah. so hire somebody that gets it. Pay some kid 
50 grand, uh, 50 grand a year, whatever it is in Canadian, Canadian monies. That's like a hundred grand us. Yeah. (laughs) So, so pay them run around the job site and let, let them tell the story of your, of your company. But if you don't do that, you are going to be indefinitely hurting for people. There's just no way. It's funny you say that because my videographer, he, uh, was an excavator operator with Kiwit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and so he, he likes shooting camera. Him. And he sent me a message on Instagram. And he's like, he actually apl- he actually sent me a message saying, hey, like, do you have any, you know, stuff going on? Like, I, I'm good on a dozer and a shovel. You know, are you looking to fill a spot? And I was like, in the moment I was editing and my phone was going off the hook. And I was like, you know what? Can you hold the camera and hit record? He's like, yep. And it turns out he actually ended up having some background in this. Ended up being amazing. And yeah, he's on with us full time now and he just shoots video. It's awesome. He takes awesome photos for us too. He's great. It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and you're not a huge company. You have 18 no. people. Yeah. And that, so that's still pretty, a pretty small outfit. Yep. And yet you are able to justify someone's entire salary on taking video of your of your construction company. Yeah, because it brings people into work. And without those people, I don't have a business, right? Like you got to reverse engineer the hire. Like, okay, from the outside looking in, when I first told my old man, hey, I'm going to hire a videographer. That was what I wish I got that conversation on camera, right? Because <laughs> it was like, what? how much are you paying him? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like it was the same thing whenever I first started doing Instagram or YouTube, he didn't understand it. Right. Um, but yeah, in this industry telling somebody even exactly at 18 employees, I have a full-time videographer. They go, and who do you think you are? Like Mr. Mr. Discovery channel, the Parker Schnabel, are you Parker? (laughs) And it's like, no, yep. Well, kind of, but (laughs) no. So yeah, you're right. It is. It's a, it's a big thing, but you got to understand like, okay, this is what the job is, but I'm not just, it's, it's more about this than actually a videographer, you know? So yeah, it's, important. it's, it's it, and, and they've just gotten away with, well, I just do good work. And that's, if I do good work, everything else follows. And yeah, yeah that's a part of it, but it's not the whole equation anymore. No. If you want to grow, not, and like you said, if it, you want to grow it, to the, to the beginning of conversation, you know, there are times when I'm like, fuck it, I could just stay the way I am right now. Like you said, I could cancel the next million and a half order that we have showing up in January, uh, February. And I'll make a shit ton more money this year. My prop, like it'll be great. But it's it's if you want to grow, you have to keep adjusting and doing these things with your business that cost money, but in return help you grow to that goal. You know? Yeah. But even I'm now thinking about some of the smaller contractors. I know they have five to ten guys, and they don't want to grow, and yet their biggest problem is still labor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So whether you want to grow or not, you're, that's your biggest problem. It's yeah. not buying more machines. It's not getting work. It's, it's just people. Yeah. Buying the machines is honestly the easiest part right now, to be honest with you. Dude, when I bought my little skid steer, I know I just have one skid steer and everybody now is like, everybody was shitting on me before. Thank you. Everybody was shitting on me before. Like, you don't even have equipment or anything. What the fuck do you know? I buy a piece of You're machinery. And now, now everything's like, oh, fuck you. You just have a skid steer. You don't even have any. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep buying more. Just yep. wait, buddy. No problem. And, uh, you know, I, I go in to buy a, a pickup truck as a kid with no credit, nothing to, no house to put up or like literally no savings. It's yeah. just the business on paper, which they don't give a shit about. And it's like, 
okay, we need your your social security number. We need your your mom's name. We need what you had for dinner last night. Yeah. Okay, your bank statements. Cool. You have way more than you actually need for this loan. Still go fuck yourself. I go to Cat Finance and I say, guys, I need a skid steer. Okay, cool. Here it is. Do you need me to do you need me to sign anything? Like, yeah. do I do do you need any of my information That's to take this awesome. machine? Yeah. Ah, we'll we'll kind of get it from you whenever. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like unbelievable no, compared right. to buying a freaking pickup truck. Yep. It's it's one of the craziest things because it's easy to get it's easy to to if you were, you know, if if, if Buddy came to me right now and was like, I want to start doing what you do, how do I get into it? I'd say, well. First of all, hopefully you have a heavier duty your truck. Um, I would probably tell him to look at the cost of either, you know, renting machinery if he was going to do stuff in the summer or not. But, you know, go buy a little three-ton Kubota and and go buy this or go buy that. A, a Kubota and a skid steer, a shovel and a skid steer, and just start. And, well, that's a lot of money. It's like, just go talk to them, too. Because, <laughs> trust me, you'll walk out of there with a machine, no problem. The biggest thing right now is the shortage of machineries. I've been waiting six yeah. months for a 299 skid steer and uh, the 315 shovel. That's the biggest thing right now, right? Is the planning. I'm actually buying stuff for next year now mm-hmm. because we have to to do that. But yeah, no, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. And the money is so cheap too. I mean, my cash is worth way more to me right now. People are going, oh, you're going to finance that for three years? Yeah, fucking right, dude. 0.9% uh-huh. interest? Why not? <laughs> Inflation was 4.5 this year, dude. Let's yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um and that's that's what's cool about this world is that even as a young person, if you want to go start a company, the barrier to entry, it yeah. looks at face value very capital intensive. Yeah. But you can get away with starting a company without very much money. No, exactly. The overhead is high, yes, because the yeah. stuff is so expensive. And I'm, I mean, just in our area alone, the rates are the rates are not bad for machinery, but like for dump trucks and stuff, that's probably one of the worst. You're barely breaking even, actually, whenever you buy a truck and you're just going to rent it out. Um, but yeah, man, you're right. The barrier entry is you don't need you know $400,000 to start a construction company. But tr- I see there's a big opportunity in trucking because sure, you're not making any money on trucking, but to be able to have trucking for your own projects. Yeah, you're 100% right. Then you're not dealing with the bullshit of another trucking yep. company that might show up. They might not. They're trash. They're getting into accidents. I mean, they're just, you don't know what you're getting. And yep. I see that. People as a big, big risk liability of the industry. And then right right after that, I would say trucking is, yep. is one of the big, because all these companies are so dependent on it and then they're, yet they're ignoring it. Yep. And these trucking companies have the exact same problem as everybody else. Yeah, you're 100% right. And you have to, I always said, I want to buy, I want to have the amount of dump trucks that I need to fulfill my own jobs. Yeah. When it runs into a problem is when you get guys that it's almost turns into a dick swing contest. And that's what I call it up here. Because who can buy the most amount of dump trucks and have them lined up on their yard in the weekend getting them washed? Mm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a valley thing around here. You know, like my trucks lifted higher than yours kind of thing. You know, who has the most amount of dump trucks and the ones with the dual stacks and the lights and the Chrome. Um, and then, you know, they only need maybe three dump trucks, but they own 16. Mm. And it's like, that's cool, man. But you're renting, you're renting those out. And I don't need to rent mine stuff out or maybe only in the wintertime to keep cash flow in so I can make a payment on it and maintain the fucking thing. But you're right. You're hundred percent right. When you hit, when you said that you, you need, you need the dump trucks for your jobs because they're invaluable then. Um, you're hundred percent right on that. Yeah. At least someone that's, that's just a good steer. You're pretty smart, buddy. Uh, 
I just, I have a lot of conversations. <laughs> and, oh, and I people, imagine you do. People let me in to a level they don't let other people in because I'm not a contractor. Yeah. Which is, it, this is the unique Are you going to start your own, you, like, are you starting your own construction business? No, no. I might get my contractor's license so I can have the right insurance policy. It kind of seems my, like it would go hand in hand because I'm sure your uh, emails, dude, are full of people because people, I see your comments, right? People are like, what do you do? Are you, I want to work for you. Can I run these scrapers? Can I run? It's like, Hey dude, we don't own these scrapers or dozers. That's why I'm sure you probably get emails of people being like, I want to come work for BuildWith, be a construction company. And you got to have somebody full time going, we are not a construction company. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. That's the, that's the thing. Um, I have a way to hire operators quite soon. That's not operating a construction business. And it's, I actually thought of it last night. It's, Gonna be pretty fucking slick. Nice. But then big picture, big picture. Yeah. There, you'd, you'd there's be stupid gonna be, not to, dude. Fuck, man. You know I won't, so much. And you have I won't contacts do the, work the myself. networking you have. There, there's a I'll explain it to you off offline because it's it's way down the road and it's way big picture. And I don't yeah. want to be blowing fucking smoke, but I think I can figure it out. I think you could too, man. It, it goes hand in hand, especially with what you're doing, because you already understand the hiring process. You already understand the social media um, and, and the, the leadership and the courses. And but the other the other side of it, I like I don't. And and to be clear, for the, especially for the companies we work with, it's not that I'm taking all their secrets and going to go build. <laughs> yeah, a con- I guess because that's a big thing for you. I don't. I don't want to go build a construction company. Yeah. I don't want to operate a construction company today. Yeah. I, I see what you guys do. You're happy with what you're doing. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I, I have no interest in that, but I do want equipment. I do want to be moving dirt somehow, Yeah, but I don't want to be a contractor, but there's other ways to do it. That still align with all the people we work with, all the contractors we work with. Yeah. So it's still just a win-win-win across the It's board. a double-edged sword for you. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds you by saying, we're going to start doing a yeah, bunch of civil yeah, yeah, construction. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, I don't like fuck you, dude. No, I, I don't want to do that. I have no. zero desire to do that. Yeah. So... That's the thing. I've, I've, like I said, I've seen enough of you guys to know that, like, you're, when you're all stressed out about the weather or you're stressed out about hitting a water main, or it's, I just, I'm like, screw that. that yeah. I don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> thing around here, man, is the weather. And we were talking before we even went on. Like, if this was a 365, like, if, if our seasons were like a California where it was just sunny all the time, all year, and there was no different seasons, I mean, I'd like to talk to somebody, I guess, maybe that owns a company in California, a construction company, and see what the differences are in the different seasons, if it even matters. But here, man, like there's still guys that shut right down from January to like almost June, dude. Yeah. Like you got, you have like four months to make your revenue. It's ridiculous. Now construction is changing here um, in Ottawa, where we are. You know, like we got trucks on rental today. Uh, we're doing land clearing. I'm doing a septic, and we're doing hydro work. That is never heard of this early into January. Um, construction is becoming more year-round up here now, which is awesome and I love it. But there's still a lot of people who completely just shut down. Is it because of the demand right now? Yeah, it's insane. Dude. Construction is, especially Ottawa. You got to remember, Ottawa, we're in a good portion here directly in Ottawa. I'm talking local and maybe your audience can't relate to this, but we're in the nation's capital, right? Like our our parliament is here in Ottawa. So our, our city is generally always spending a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. maintaining roads, bridges, and a lot of infrastructure. Um, you get a lot of government people that want to move out to suburbs. 
um, into nicer neighborhoods, bigger neighborhoods, which then gives us work because there's new homes and like the development. We're clearing 45 acres right now for future development. Um, there's just a lot of building going on here right now. Sure. What, with all the growth over the past year or two, what, what are the lessons you've learned? What's the, what's the pain been? Uh, that it doesn't get easier. It gets way more difficult. Um, don't, yeah, yeah. It it gets fucking ridiculous, dude. Like I've had, I actually have to talk to, I talked to a therapist, like being totally honest, I talked to a therapist now just about, um, panic attacks and anxiety. Um, cause I will have crippling anxiety about like what's coming up the next week. Um, at the beginning of December, I was having panic attacks so bad. I was in the emergency room with, uh, affibrillation. My heart went into AFib actually. Shit. Um, and it was wild. And, you know, they're like, are you stressed out? And I'm like, oh yeah, like big time. Because I was worried about January and February and March. What are we going to do in the winter? Because payments don't stop, right? Um, they don't go, oh, you don't have much work January, February, March. Okay. Well, we'll cut you a break. Yeah. No, yeah. They don't yeah, do just, that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a, that, that's one of the biggest things is that it doesn't get easier. But be, that being said, another, what I learned from that is hiring. Don't be afraid to hire people that are better at doing something than you are. And that's one thing that I've, I've carried, you know, from the back. Like now we have not one estimator. We have two estimators. We hired a project manager. We hired another, we hired more foremans to take on roles where rather than a bunch of different people being chaotic because you're growing and there's more jobs and there's more, um, locates before the job. There's more permits. There's more inspections. There's a lining up for the next project. There's so many moving parts. You have to have the infrastructure of people to maintain that. Mm-hmm. That's two things that I've learned is hiring really good people and expect it to not really, it's not like, ah, you know, you just think, well, this guy, uh, Elon Musk, you know, he's a billionaire. He's got to just sit back and count his money and relax. Um, but buddy's probably super stressed out because he's got Tesla, SpaceX. He's got all these different things. It doesn't get easier because you're making more money. Basically what I'm saying. Well, and, and that's the mental struggle too, is you probably think, well, I bought this, was that 325 or 335? 325, 335 is on order for next year. That's oh, our, hell yeah. I haven't announced that yet. Well, I guess I just did, but yeah. Son of a bitch. That's a, that's a big machine, but, um, because Dane, Dane DC excavation, he has a 325 and then he bought a 335. Yeah. I, I ran them both. 335 is a lot more machine, but, um, you buy that machine, you're like, oh yeah, now we've made it. Now we do, we can do some cool stuff and now we can kick back a little bit. We have this big machine and then the payments start to hit on that big yeah. machine because the payments are a hell of a lot bigger than you're used to. And you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Now I need to work even harder that I have this big machine yeah. because it's even hungrier. And I have to meet these payments. I have to keep a workout in front of it. That's why I always crack up when people on on Instagram or TikTok or whatever you know, it'll be smaller scrapers. And they're like, oh, you should just run 657s. That job would be done so much faster. Those people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay, dude. So you're going to go out and buy two 657s. Good luck finding two 657s for sale. You're going to go knock that job out. And then what? And then what do you do with them? Okay, now you're bidding 657 work. And now you're competing against guys with 30 657s that can whoop your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Like, you got to do it, it just, in slow progressions too, geez. though. Like you can't just like blow up overnight. You know, I've seen that no. with a lot of people. And that's when I say when we grow with demand, we're growing with the demand of work. 
Um, but the biggest step, yeah, our 325, that was a huge step for us. You know, all said and done, that machine was uh, 415,000 Canadian um, with the roto tilt on it and all that stuff. And it was insane. Uh, that was huge for us. We went from, you know, our payments were on a, our old excavator were maybe like 3600 a month to now they're like $9,500 a month for mm-hmm. our 325. And it's like, they don't stop. So it's just, it's a beast. We always say you got to feed the beast. You know, if the beast gets bigger, you got to feed it. Well, it, it's funny too, just to illustrate the power of social media. A lot of people bought 325s this past year. Yeah. And yet... I care about your 325. Some dude, I've never met you. I've never met you. Some dude in Canada. Thank God. In a different, thank God. In a different country. I'm looking at your 325 like, what the fuck's Ken White doing with their machine now? Like, ooh, wow, that's pretty cool. That's a cool video. Yeah. I'm, I'm following along your, your machine. I don't care about anybody else's 325. A lot of people have them. Yeah. The one thing I'm seeing now too that fucking pisses me off doesn't piss me off, but it's like, I gotta, I'm like, do I have to change and do something different now? Like so many fucking people are painting shit black now. Oh and yeah. I'm not saying that's because Dylan of me. Dylan Stevens or, here in town. He's painting his whole. It's red. like, fuck dude. Fuck. <laughs> like, what do I got to go? Do I, more go money neon? Than you do. I know. Like, do I got to go neon yellow? Like, do I have to lift my truck up higher to seem like I'm cooler? You know, no, but ridiculous. But the, the thing is it, it just matters within your, your region. And then, but, and that's the thing too is, okay. And we're great. the only one. Yeah, and your competitors, okay, say your competitors go paint everything black. Yeah. You're already three steps ahead. Like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. You guys go paint your That'd machines awesome. black. This is what I'm doing next time. I'm going to put fucking blinky lights on everything. Yeah. And that then honestly, but that's what we're changing is like our dump trucks, right? So many people have black dump trucks around here. So we put the slap the big Ken White construction on the whole side of the box. Because I'm like, I look Looks at the good. side of my box, man, driving down. This is anybody with, um, with dump trucks. The whole side of your box, FYI, is a fucking moving billboard, dude. Like, yeah. do something with it. So I was like, this driving around the city all the time, let's just slap our name down the side of it. So we did that. And I, m- I remember the first day they went out, we just got them deckled up. And people were like, dude, your trucks, holy shit. Like, I could see that coming down the highway. That looked awesome. And then now there's more and more people that are putting their names on the side of their boxes. Mm-hmm. And it's great because they're doing that. And I'm on to the next thing. What's going to be the next cool thing to do? Going going back to mental health, how long have you been in therapy for? Uh, since November twenty second. Okay, so that's yeah. been a little bit. Yeah has it has it helped quite a bit? Yeah, I was really my fiance. She's gonna laugh if she listens to this. She was the one who made me actually uh, go into it because I was so stressed out from work. My heart went into AFib, um, which is an irregular heartbeat for people listening. Um, so it was like thud, 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 thud. And I'm like, and then my shoulder started hurting and I was like, holy fuck. And honestly, it was actually sad. The only thing I could think about was my fucking daughter, man. If I die right now at 26 years old and I'm leaving my daughter and my fiance, this is fucking terrible. I got to change something. So we did that and we talked about work and then ended up going into therapy and, and figuring out what triggers it and, and how to, resolve the issues that I make up in my head with my business because in my mm-hmm. personal life, I'm good. You know, like me and my fiance, we're at home, we're chill. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that everything's all peaches and cream. Anyone says that's a fucking total liar. Um, yeah. Everyone has little, you know, disputes and arguments, but in business, that's my biggest thing. So dealing with that is, 
It was hard, but therapy helps. Talking to somebody helps, man. Talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about is so helpful. Don't be afraid to do it. I was resilient to it. I was like, I don't fucking need to talk to somebody. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, no. But yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people have misconceptions about therapy too. Yeah. They think it's you're going to go in there and they're going to ask you all these deep questions and you're going to be crying in 10 minutes and they're going to be pulling all this childhood trauma out of you. Yeah. And I mean, sure, that could be part of it. Yeah. But I've been I've been doing it for two years consistently now. Wow, that's and, good for uh, you. Like twice a month, pretty pretty yeah. like just straight up twice a month, actually yeah. for two years. Nice. And because I've made it, hey, this is it's very tempting to cancel it all the time. But no, 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 no. This is so it's something more important that you can make up in your head, right? Easy, yeah. easy. And I, I like almost never want to go. <laughs> but it's just it's just kind of shooting the poop. Yeah. Like, so what's going on? Ah, oh, well, here's what I'm doing today. Really, and then. That's that's it. Yeah. And you get out of there in an hour, you're a little exhausted because, oh, oh yeah, man, I've been talking and thinking, but shit, I feel so much better. And it was oh, an investment is, into my business. The way, I, you know, it's an investment into, into myself, everything. but yeah. exactly, but it helps my business because I walk out of there clearer, or maybe there'll be a situation and I want to blow up on this guy at sight because he did something completely fucking stupid. But then I'll go to therapy and I'll talk about it and I'll walk out of there and go, okay, you know what? What's the best way? What's the best way to lead and go about this? Let's explain to this guy what he did was wrong and show him how to not do that again, rather than exploding and blowing up on him and and stuff like that. Uh, Therapy makes you think uh, kind of in a different way. It makes me look at, for me, it makes me look like I'm looking down from above and kind of like picturing where I am and what I'm doing, analyzing stuff throughout my day. You know, Mm -hmm. it's important. It's, and and some people, oh no, I kind of do that on my own. I'm like, I, there's just so much value in an unbiased perspective. Trust That's me, not, I was one of those. I thought that I was doing yeah, that. Not your old lady, not your best friend, not someone you work with, just yeah. some total outsider that has, there are, there's bias there. You're paying them to listen to you, of yeah. course, but they're just there to help you explore who the hell you are from a totally different perspective. Yeah. And let's normalize guys on site that need that help. You know, like our yeah. benefits package here, it covers that stuff, you know? And I tell the guys, you guys need to talk to somebody. If they got a PhD, we cover it. So go talk to somebody, you know? Sure. It's important. Yeah. I try to talk about it as much as I can because it's something that doesn't get talked about. Hurting. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people hurting out there. 100%. 100% there is. Man, you've got a lot going on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. The biggest thing is my daughter. Okay, I just want to say that. You know, my biggest thing is my daughter. I'm how did so that, happy. How'd that change how you look at the business? Everything. It changed how I looked at my life, dude. Like I said, whenever I went into AFib, my first initial thought was like a video of my daughter laughing. And I was like, holy fuck, like I might not see that again. You just she's just she's there all the time, you know? And I explain this because I'll have arguments with my fiance. Because with a business, you know that there's times where I'm sitting in this seat and it's 7.30 at night. And she's going, we're all going to bed because I got to put her to bed. And it's bath time now for Kara. Like, you know, where are you? And it's like, fuck, like I'm sorry, but I'm doing it for you. Doing it for you guys. Um, that's the biggest thing is who I'm doing it for. You know, doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my daughter. It changed. I mean, it's still wild, man. I still do shit that I probably shouldn't do, but whatever it's for me i always play that back and forth in my head because i'm now i'm going on 27 in yeah. february you better so have the first time soon dude 
Well, yeah, I better, I better get on it or else so, I'm fucked. Oh yeah. Um, I, you you start to think about it for the first time in your life, though. It it, it at least for me, I start I, because people around me that I've grown up with, that I went to college yeah. with, have children. You're at now. that age, <laughs> and it's we're it's, at that age. And and so there's this clear advantage where I'm at, where I'm not married, I have no kids, so I can I can sit in the chair at seven, and there is. There's no issue with it whatsoever. Yeah. You can it pick is up just, and leave. Dude, I can go. And that's what I did. That's I how I moved to Nashville. And that's, you know, I go to the Middle East on Saturday and I'm just, I'm flat out. And I don't have to answer or apologize to anybody. Yeah. But then I miss that there's freedom, also, but I don't. <laughs> but then there's also a clear <laughs> advantage to having children and having a family yeah. and that that driving force behind holy shit there's a lot more than just me now that i need to support yeah and i've had to create that in the people that i essentially work for at the company because i i pretty much work for them like yep. holy shit we have all of these people now that are to, like their lives depend on what i do a lot of times yeah I need to be fucking serious about yeah. that. And then they have kids or they have spouses. Oh, and yeah. They're depending on you as well. And that's oh, how yeah. it is here. It's a chain, right? I mean, you don't just not just not just one employee. It's the employee and it's in their whole family, you know? Yeah. It's well, even yeah. even hiring people, like we've we've started to hire more senior level individuals. And some of these people are making big changes. You're not just convincing them to work for you, you're very much convincing their spouse. Yeah. It is it, you know how many conversations much... I've had with wives hiring people, <laughs> like, or leave a conversation and a guy will leave here and go, well, I got better talk to the boss at home first. Uh-huh. Always. Right. Yeah. You got, yeah, you got to get them on board a hundred percent. But yeah. having kids is, is awesome, dude. You know, it is, it, it is cool. But what you were saying is, you know, you just picked up and you went to Nashville and whatever, like on a smaller scale, I can't just like pick up, like after this, I know that I'm going to work out at 12 o'clock today. Um, because I got from 12 to 1245 because character goes down for a nap at one and I can't be in the gym blasting music while she's trying to sleep. Sure. That sort of stuff also changed as well. <laughs> like, Oh, let's just go leave and go out for dinner tonight. No, we can't. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, it's been, it's been cool to watch. You've, yeah, you, there's been a lot going on. Likewise with you, man, this is wild. Honestly, I know that you're the, the host here, but you've, you've been doing well, man. I want to, I want to say to you screen to screen, congrats on what you're doing. Seriously. Honestly, like I'm dead serious. There's a lot of people um, that doubt people like yourself or myself that are growing and trying to do bigger things, but you're actually doing it. But on that vein too, you just start to get into some sick and twisted mindset. It's just like, just keep saying I can't do it or keep saying my cows gets you're stupid. Just keep saying it. Yeah. Just it only helps. Fucking saying it. It only <laughs> helps. Seriously, your comments. I say, like, you guys are doing a ton more TikTok content now. I see, and it's blown up. It's yeah, crazy, dude. Like, yeah. but the engagement you're getting, it's like, yeah, man, I am stupid. You should comment that again on the next video I post yeah. because that's helping me. Yeah, yeah the, the hate helps. I mean, it's a stupid conversation. If you're in social media, people are like, oh, let's talk about the hate, and it's like this is a fucking outdated conversation now. Hate yeah. is expected online. You're on social media. There's going to be somebody always that's going to hate what you're doing and discredit you. Just that's just part of it. Live with mm-hmm. it. And they're helping you. They're jealous. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have to get you down to Tennessee one of these days. I do. I would love to get your old man on the podcast one of these days. Yeah. 
because he would be a freaking treat to talk to. Dude, anytime. Just set it up. He would do it. I'll, I, he messages me every once in a while on, oh, yeah. on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'll go into the office, man. He'd be like, you see what uh, the Buildwit did there? Like, dude, when you <laughs> change your name on social media, he's like, what happened to the Buildwit? Like, it's, <laughs> is he gone? And I'm like, oh, dude, he, he follows your shit. He loves it. Well, we all do, man. It's, it's, you're, you're doing good things. It's, it's fun. I like your personal stuff more. Um, that's what I like. I like your, your personal side or like stories of you. Like, I like obviously your business and what you do with your, um, everything that you're completely doing. But what keeps me entertained is like you personally, actually. Well, there's, and you're going to start to get into this more and more too as you start to work with bigger GCs and bigger yeah. customers and, it's the whole, oh, I don't give a fuck what you think. And I can say whatever, like that just doesn't work in the bigger world of business. And you have to have this level of respect and professionalism for the establishment, quote yeah. unquote. And so I've, I've learned that I need to separate myself as an individual from the business. So the business can go be the business and go actually sell the whole construction industry on what we're doing. And then I can be over here still doing that, but also fucking off a little bit. Yeah. And there's value. So you it's, think it's, that my business, I won't, I won't expand and get large with large GCs, which we currently have some, but you don't think that I could do that by continuing, like, you know, making a, making a story and saying like, I'll like fucking throw the gas on it or something like that. It's you're, you're just going to start to run into problems. You with, think? Yeah. It's, it's. What if I prove un- you wrong and that doesn't happen? Dude, that's awesome. I, I disagree. Like, I disagree. I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that I've I've completely separated the two, but just creating some separation to yeah. it. But I think that's it, what makes Ken White Construction Ken White Construction. Yeah. No, I. It's me being true to there's myself. There's no right way I'm to do it. I'm not going on there making you know g- gestures like you know like blah, like gnarly. There's a line, you know, and that's yeah. the hard thing of what I've been trying to find is there's a line that you can't cross on social media. There's a line of like, like, I don't talk about fucking religion, vaccine bullshit. I don't talk about anything like that on there because I find that then that creates some separation. True. I don't talk about gnarly, nasty stuff like sex or anything like that. But as far as like goofing off and stuff, I think that that's what shows it and then mix it in with, hey, man, we like I just we just bought some new PPE for the guys. This is our new stuff. And, and this is a bigger project that we're on. I find that having the mix actually helps us because we go to a lot of job sites and my guys would be like, hey, man, the general con, the GC here, he wants to meet you. He wants you to come to site. It's like, cool. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's just the, like, the upper echelon, yeah. like a public mining company. Like, yeah. We're just, we, we're playing with like, but you're also public doing something mining different, companies. Right? And, yeah, yeah. And we're in a different place. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you're, you need to sell BuildWit to maybe a 60-year-old on the board of directors for a massive, large construction company. And yeah. if he saw what I'm doing, he'd go, what the fuck is that idiot? Well, the, yeah, they see. And, but, but then I even remove myself from, the, myself from those conversations. And I'll just be like, Dan, you got this handled? Because- yeah, that's the same with, I do that to Brad. Brad's my yeah. room. I want to shout out I Brad don't even Foster need to be in the room. He's great. He yeah. handles all my professionalism. He's like, he, we always joke because he's like the better, cleaner version of me. Um, he thinks way more cross the T's and dot the I's. I'm like, what's the next big thing? That's my role is like culture and True. what's the next step? How do we build that next step? Yeah. But yeah. Well, I will, um, I'll let you get back to your day job. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm just going to sit here probably go get lunch and go home. Check.
I appreciate you uh, stopping by on short notice. Oh, thanks, man. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. Oh, once the once freaking Canada cools down a little bit in 2028 or whenever it is, I'll I want to get up there. What are I some just, influencers up here that you want or construction companies? Sorry, that you want to come up here and see? Um, like um, Rob Mackey McKay. He's out in the West Priestly Demolition. Oh, yeah, they they have this show on TV, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, Ryan Priestley, I'd love to meet him and see what they do. So there's, I want to get up to the oil sands. Yeah. I mean. It's awesome. I worked in there for a couple, oh, for seven months when I was 18. It was yeah. a blast. Different breed so, up there, dude. You got to check it out. I, I just want to get up there and experience it, if yeah. nothing else. A lot of big it's, Yeah, it's it's closed off. Yeah. Cool. They get do it, man. So much Come environmental. Yeah, I'll, I'll get up there. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'll get down there. Check. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.